the DeSoto County campus, the fun church in Horn Lake, Mississippi. For more information, visit us at www.mypassion.church. Y'all give it up for Brother Bill McCall and many from the youth group tonight. Amen. Amen. Yeah, so how are we doing, Passion family? Amen. God is good. I just It's just a blessing to be a part of the family and also being able to have the opportunity, you know, be trusted by the pastor to be able to share with you guys. And and uh, I know last week I, I bragged a little bit too on the youth. You know, we got a great uh, youth team here, a lot of leaders here. We've been getting, we've been uh, grateful to be able to experience what God's doing in each and every one of them, especially Kaylee did a great job with the praise and worship tonight. But something else we do on the on the Wednesday nights in the youth service, we also have prayer and praise reports. We do a little segment on that uh, that Kaylee helps with. But also we have words of wisdom that we talk about. I think it's very important for us to instill words of wisdom from God's Word, right, in, in our young generation. How many of y'all know it helps us? Amen? How many of y'all know we still need it as we're young adults and, and uh, getting younger each and every day? Amen? If you know what I'm saying. Young at heart out there. Amen? So I want to give the opportunity to uh, to brag on another somebody who's been bringing the bringing the words of wisdom. But before we do that, I'm going to just pray real quick, and then we'll we'll get uh, get going. Father, I just thank you, Lord, for this opportunity. I just give you the praise and glory tonight, Lord. I just thank you, Lord, for every heart that's represented. I just thank you, Lord, that we're just being a vessel, Lord, and just being used of you, Father God. That Lord, you give us the words to speak. I thank you, Lord, that anointing, Lord, that breaks every yoke of bondage. I just thank you, Lord, for words to speak in every heart, Lord. You know what everybody needs, Lord. And I just continue to thank you for that, Lord, in Jesus' name. So I'm going to introduce Madison up here. She's going to share some words of wisdom for us. Amen. Proverbs 7.1 says, Follow my advice, my son, and always treasure my commands. If you seek God, then he is going to show you the right path to take. He's your dad. He wants what's best for you. So don't question him. If he tells you to jump, don't ask him why. Ask how high he wants you to jump. Because he's not going to tell you to do something that you don't need to do. Don't overthink what he's what he's telling you because when you overthink it you're going to doubt it and you're just going to be like oh no let's not do that and then so it just messes you up just go with it you know like nike just do it you know okay (laughs) what else do i have god is trying to lead you to something good he's leading you to your calling so so just follow his instructions If you do this, then you're going to be able to look back at your life and you're going to see everything he's done for you and you're going to be like, whoa, like, whoa, God, this Amen. happened. You did that? Amen. Like, just, just do it. Okay. Amen. Praise God. Woo. So like I said, that's just, a, that's just a taste of what we get, uh, what we're blessed with each Wednesday in the youth. Fire. We got fire in the youth. Amen. And I want to encourage each one of you, and some of you have in the church body, you know, every opportunity you have to invest in our youth, invest. 
I know there's a lot of, uh, you know, we make time every six months. We got a camp we go to with uh, Zach Bigley. Zachary's awesome. Uh, we go to the winter camp and summer camp, and I was blessed to be able to go to summer camp. Well, I went to winter camp last year first, and then I went to summer camp, and I'm telling you, both camps were awesome, powerful, and every youth left with something, just a impartation from God in their heart. Amen? And that's what we want. Because, you know, and I want to get ahead of myself on what we're going to talk about a little bit. So, it, and it's really, it gets in, falls into line with serious, right? The seriousness things of God and taking God's word serious. Where she was, Madison was getting on fire there talking about us being serious about God's plan for our life. Amen? Oh, thank you, Lord. So tonight, I'm just going to, like I said, I wasn't able to finish what God started. So we're going to leave God. We're going to finish it tonight. And, uh, you know, again, on the topic of serious, I think that, you know, Seriously is a is a word. Sometimes can be like, is he really serious? Is he not? You know, do we are we do we need to take life seriously? Should we just relax and and you know just kind of go through the motions at church? You know, hey, at least I went on Sunday. Praise God for the faithful that are here on Wednesday because Sunday wasn't good enough. You wanted more than what you got on Sunday. Amen. So uh, what we learned last week. So let me just kind of recap here. And actually, let me slow down. Sometimes we need to slow down and wait on God. Amen. Just thank you, Lord. So some of the things we talked about last week were, and I encourage you, y'all, to to go back and read John chapter 12. You know, we talked about what we learned where Jesus was, there's a lot was going on when Jesus was, was there with um, the multitude of people in the town there. Um, and we also learned that Lazarus was with him as well. And this is not long ago when Lazarus was raised by the dead. Well, Jesus raised him from the dead. Amen. There's a lot of miracles and things that took place. So let's look at, I'll just recap to um, John chapter 12, verse 9 in the New King James. It says, Now a great many of the Jews knew that He was there. So word went out, knew Jesus was in town. And the word went out that not only for Jesus' sake, they wanted to come and see, but that they might also see Lazarus. You know, Lazarus' testimony of what God did was still working. And then we go on to verse 11, it says, um, well, sorry, we go to verse 10, it says, but the chief priest plotted to put Lazarus to death also. Because of what? On account of him, many of the Jews went away and believed in Jesus. It's like Lazarus' testimony was such a big statement in that town that a lot of, it turned a lot of people over to believing in Jesus. That's unfortunate, amen? What I mean by that is, you know, a lot of times our testimony, thank God for our testimony, amen, what God's done in our life. You know, don't be ashamed to share that. But also know somebody might actually might like, like your testimony. Somebody might plot to kill you. They're, they were actually wanting to plot to kill Lazarus because they were taken away and, and uh, you know, his testimony was leading people to Jesus. Again, we got to get serious about things and we love God and, and not be so worried about and I guess my takeaway when I was learning is there's sometimes when you're serious about your walk with God and your walk with Him and doing all the things, coming to church, you know, don't be discouraged because somebody doesn't like what you represent and who you represent. Keep moving forward. Keep pressing in. Amen? In verse, let just again, let's just recap. Let's go to John 12, 35 in the New King James. It says, And then Jesus said to them, A little while longer the light is with you. 
while you have the light. Walk in the walk while you have the light. Amen. Continue to walk in that light, lest darkness overtake you. Then we go down to verse thirty-seven. But all, but although he had done so many things, talking about Jesus before them, they did not believe him. You know, there's a lot of times, you know, <clears throat> as a church, you know, we're going, and that's what I was talking about last week too. We got to be careful not, you know, sitting in the church pew and looking around and trying to compare ourselves to others. You know, we might see some that, you know, decide not to follow God and not really believe in what God is preaching in the, in the, in the pulpit, you know. But we can't go and, and be like them and just because they're not want to show up on Wednesday night, that doesn't mean you don't show up on Wednesday night, amen. We got to just keep moving, be serious, and not be so focused and so moved by what somebody else is doing or not doing for God, amen. So I felt like, too, I need to start with this. So just as an example, I was just going to, because I know as a Christian, we're, you know, for all the, if you're a born-again believer in the house of God, you know, things are coming at us every day. You know, we, again, even with the young, with our young leaders here, you know, we have social media. They got so many distractions and so many things there. And then for us adults, we got a lot of things in the workplace. We got a lot of things on the news. We're trying to keep up with, you know, the praise God for everybody who voted yesterday. Amen. But then we start trying to keep up with, okay, what does that mean? And we're trying to figure all this stuff out. we got all this busy stuff going on. Amen? But sometimes we just need to slow down and, and stay on, founded on God's Word. What does God's Word say about the situation? What's going on in your life? Not so focused on what's going on in the media. What's going on you know, on the news today? Amen? All these distractions that's going on. Because I'll just show you today. So knowing I was going to do a part two session, you know, I was like, okay, maybe I'll have some quiet time at work or before I go to work, all these things. You know, you try to plan those, you know, those times out where you think you can get some quiet time with God. Amen. But let me tell you something. There's somebody else that's fighting against you to try to take that quiet time that you're trying to have with God. There's somebody else fighting against that. Amen. There's something else going on. So I just want to maybe try to summarize here, Lord. And I just, like I said, you put this in my heart. So let me just make sure you get this out right. So. You know, so I was able to go to work early this morning. And the first thing I walked, ran into when I came to work, I uh, found out one of my workers just got rushed to the hospital. I was like, okay, praise God. You know, and, and high blood pressure, and, you know, they're trying to figure it out. And I was like, okay. And then, uh, and then I knew we had some visitors and things that were going on today. And um, so I was just trying to, you know, get my day going and everything. And, and I can just tell you, every distraction, everything that, that, uh, Everybody know if you play baseball, right? There's always this curveball that comes around, right? Every curveball, spitball, knuckleball, everything was just coming today. Um, but to put things in perspective, so I just had to get my mindset. So, okay, you know, Lord, I already know because you know, there's times where you just got to make time again, fight time, you know, fight for that time with God, and you know, don't think tomorrow you're going to have that time available. It's just going to be there for you because it might not. But it's okay. I guess my point is, it's okay, you just keep moving forward. You know, then what? Then all of a sudden, the opportunity came up around 8.30. That was unexpected to me. And of course, here, I'm like, okay, I got all this going on. So, you know, trying to figure all these things out in my head. It's like, okay, wait a minute, slow down, Bill. Um, then all of a sudden, just out of nowhere, uh, at work, which has happened several times. I know I shared this last week. I was in a meeting where somebody just asked me if I was a born-again believer, just out of nowhere. I'm like, okay. And I said, yes, I am, And which I didn't expect that in a professional work environment, right? So within this morning, though, I had the opportunity where um, 
somebody questioned me about the Bible and, you know, what is, uh, um, uh, you know, was there another world? Was there pe people in the earth before Adam and Eve? I'm like, I don't need that question right now. Here's me thinking right now, right? Why does this person ask me this? And why do I want to talk about that right now? You, you seriously? So, <laughs> but you know what? I just, I said, okay, all right. And of course it stirred me up a little bit, which I knew. I mean, there are discussions and teachings about there's something that happened between Genesis verse 1 and 2. You know, there's something there. Now, again, I'm not a theologian about that or all that, but I know, you know, actually our pastor, you know, Pastor Buddy Adams years, years ago, I remember he actually did a series on that. It took a long time on Wednesday nights and taught about that. So, but anyway, but long story short, there came an opportunity where I was able to share the word and, and we got in some conversations. Of course, then I learned that this person and this person that works for me, you know, and, and, um, you know, there's a book of Enoch on her desk. I'm like, the book of Enoch, what? That's not in the Bible. I was looking at my Bible. I don't remember seeing the book of Enoch in the Bible. And again, I'm not, that's not something I'm not very knowledgeable about. But so this person was trying to seek for some truth, trying to seek for answers. Amen. So all this stuff, you know, stuff going on at work, you know, God opened opportunity where I was able to, again, that's where, you know, sometimes you've got to learn and, and be, you know, uh, kind of sensitive what God wants you to do. Because sometimes we, we, you know, we go to the extreme where we take that salt shaker off, we take the top off, we go, here you go. But sometimes it's just a matter of somebody just needs it just a little bit to get them going. So that person kept talking about, you know, I heard this about, and, uh, I heard this about uh, the f fragments in the, in the, in the world and, and that there's this dome around the world and you can't go through the dome and all. I was like, what are you talking about? Of course, and then I'm like, seriously, are we, what are we talking about here? But the long story short was I got into, uh, and actually put John uh, 1, 1 up. Um, I just went down to, to this one part, I, you know, I said, if there's anything, I said, uh, first of all, I said, you know how professionals find counterfeits? They study the real and then they know when it's a counterfeit. I told that person, I said, study the real and then all this other stuff, then you're going to find out where the truth is. Amen? And I said, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was God. Verse 2. He was in the beginning with God. In verse 3. And all things were made through Him, and without Him nothing was made. That was made. Amen? In Him was life, and that was, light, was the light of men. And then all of a sudden that person goes, you know what? I believe that. I was like, praise God. But, you know, that was just the start of somebody now, now, you know, again, pressing them to, to get it in the Word and find out what the Word says, not what the world says. Amen? Praise God. And then, long, then just get this, let me finish the story here. So then, hey, then I thought I had some downtime for, you know, for lunch. But then I went and visited the person, my employee that, that was in the hospital Everything was good, praise God, and they, uh, you know, looks like everything. They'll be back to work by Friday, and then I get back to work. Knew there's some uh, some visitors coming, and then come to find out now, all of a sudden, I didn't know that I have to, I got to be chaperone the the visitors and do a tour with all of them, which is about forty five minutes long. So, so then I was like, okay, God, what am I, you know, which I, I'm ready tonight, Amen. But what I'm sharing with you guys, we all have this business that's going to get us. What God encouraged me though, He says, keep pressing forward. There's a lot of times we just give up and quit. Well, that guy, like, I can't even come in up here and share God's word tonight because it didn't all work out like I wanted it to. Amen. <laughs> so then, what's funny is, you know, then all of a sudden I was, 
you know, which, you know, again, I need to take a step back. It was a compliment that my the head boss of the company said, hey, Bill, I need you to escort them and do the tour. Well, I was like, well, why didn't you tell me that yesterday? I didn't tell him that, but why didn't you tell me that yesterday? But anyway, so, but then, you know, then then the members of the tour, they ended up being 20 people. I thought it was three people, ended up being 20 people. And then they were late, you know, they started coming in. I mean, I had an hour there. I could have, you know, could have got something in, you know. But see, you know what? Here's the thing. I was trying to do it on my ability. I was trying to force everything in. I was trying to figure it all out. Amen. But then what we talked about, so bring up, just kind of still recapping, I guess, uh, Proverbs chapter 13, verse 20. It says, He who heeds the word wisely will find good, and whoever trusts in the Lord, happy is he. Amen. If you're struggling with some happiness, are we struggling with some trusting in Him? Because we're trusting in us and what we're trying to do, what we're trying to accomplish. Sometimes we just need to take a step back and say, God, what do you want? What do you want me to do? I see all this and I got all these demands on me, but what do you want me to do? Well, step right. Okay. Step right again. All right. Step forward. Amen. That's all we got to do to get through that day. Amen. And not worry about tomorrow. All right. Thank you, Lord. So we also talked about, let's uh, go back to John chapter 47. Sorry, uh, chapter 12, verse 47. Jesus says, If anyone hears my words and does not believe, I do not judge him. For I did not come to judge the world, amen, but to save the world. It says, he who rejects me does not receive my words, has that which judges him. The word I have spoken will judge him in the last days. Um, in the Message Bible, it talks. It says, I didn't come to reject the world, I came to save the world. But you need to know that whoever puts me off refuses to take, me, take in what I'm saying. Amen. Refusing to take in his word is willfully choosing rejection. You know, sometimes we struggle with rejection is because we're not really pressing in and being serious about God's Word and, and about God's answers for you, whatever that circumstance is in your life. Amen? That was an awesome word. Like I said, God just kind of, you know, sometimes the, God, the Word will slap you in the face. Amen? You know, reading the 48 in the, in the message too, it says, anyone hears what I'm saying and doesn't take it seriously, I don't reject them. I didn't come to reject the world. Amen. So well, there's a lot of times where, you know, God tells us things, you know, but we may not listen the first time, but thank God He'll come back and say that same thing over and over again until we get it. Amen. God's grace, God's love. I'm so grateful. But you know what? I said this last week, and I, this is for the, my young, the young team here to say amen. Sometimes as parents, we got to get trust God with our children, with our kids, with our young adults as they're growing. And trust God and not be moved by what you see. Amen. Um, we got an awesome group here. We need to continue to speak and identify those great things that God's doing in them. And not focus on where they made their mistake or where they didn't listen the first time. Thank God. I think we all need to ask ourselves, did we listen the first time? And I think back when, even back in my earlier days where, you know, um, oh, thank you, Lord. Praise God. God is so good. In my 20s, you know, I reached out to God. I knew, I was like, I'm, I'm at my bottom, God. I need you. Get me a job. Lord, just help me. You know, God helped me. Got my first job and, and God put godly people around me. 
you know. And then even back earlier, I, I remember, you know, years later, there's things, you know, sometimes there's things you put in a shoebox and you forget about it for a long time. You know, I forget that there are some people that actually God put in my life that gave me scriptures, gave me things to stand on that I didn't pay attention to, but God was there trying to help me out in those younger days. Amen? But then going back to that first job that God gave me, I finally hooked up and, and saw where God gave me that job. And I guess that's why I was kind of giving you a reference from what took place to me at work today. You know what? Way back, how many ever years that was ago when I was 20? I keep y'all guessing. Um, but God, the, the first thing that took place and what we'll get to tonight, I know God wants to speak in this area too. You know, God's in the details of our lives. He's in the details. He's just not in the bigger things and all the, you know, the you know, he's not the God way up there in the sky somewhere. He's with right where you are right now. And you know what? There's a man named uh, Nick Bodine. You know, he came in and stood up for God. He said, I'll rap for Jesus. You know, at the time, that's what I needed. I needed to hear that. I didn't know that God was <laughs> God like rap music. But here comes this guy, Nick Bodine. I don't know where he's at today, but this is years ago. But you know what? That day, he stood up for God and said, I rap for Jesus. He wanted to make sure I knew that. But it wasn't him. It was God working through him saying, hey, Bill needs to know that you rap for Jesus. It didn't matter if he was a good rapper or not. But then all of a sudden, that struck something on the inside of me. See, I was born again when I was six years old. But you know what? I was like some of us, and praise God for moms that can drag the kids to church. And even if the moms are dragging the kids to church and throwing them at the door, and then they're doing whatever, praise God for that. Praise God for that. No, I'm just speaking truth here. You know, praise God for that. Because you know what? You learn what's important. God is important. The church, the body is important. Because Jesus loves you, and he, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what, you know, we, you're not trying to get into, whew, there's a lot of things that are going on at homes, you know, and, and we're all raised different ways in different circumstances. But you know what? Jesus is there with you. And He knows exactly what you need. You know, at that time, again, somebody, and He'll put some friends around you that's going to stand up and speak some things in your life that's going to come from God. It's going to change your life. You know, that was a key piece to where I'm at today. Because you know what? Christian music, I didn't realize, and I was into music that when I was young, I wasn't a, you know, an artist or anything, but I like, I enjoyed music. And that's where God knew I was in that. And through that, I had, you know, from that one day, you know, and he gave me a cassette tape, a cassette tape, right? So anybody cassette tapes? They're actually selling cassette, cassette tapes now back in Walmart, just so you know. But anyway, it was Soldiers for Christ was the name of the group. And I went from that one cassette tape till now today, that many years, I didn't tell you how many years, but it was a long time. I haven't listened to a secular music since. It's always been Christian, and it's radically changed my life just for that piece. And it wasn't the music that changed my life. It was the fact that God is in the details, and He loved me so much, He wanted me to know that He wants to be involved in everything that I'm involved in or everything that I have a desire of. Amen? Praise God. All right, Lord, where do we want to go now? So, I encourage you guys to be that person. You know, I was. who knows what took place today, and I give God the glory, and, you know, and this person that... I was able to speak to in their life and challenge them about it. I told them, I said, read the, bird, read the Bible 30 days and it'll change your life. And that person, somebody is very hungry and very smart, very knowledgeable who just craves to learn more and more. And man, I, I can't imagine the testimony I can probably give you about that person if that person really dives in what God has for them. Amen? So then we talked about Colossians um, where 
you know, Colossians, Apostle Paul was teaching because there's a lot of false teachers that were taking place in the church there. We're trying to bring the church down, try to tear down the deity of Christ, trying to say that Jesus wasn't actually God. Amen. So how many of you know we deal with that today? Everybody's trying to tear down what, who Jesus is. And, and you know, it's, it's okay to talk about God, but don't talk about Jesus. Amen? Seriously. You know, you get serious talking about... I know, I've got to get focused on what we're talking about here. Um, everybody's okay with you talking about general things about church and what God's doing in your life, but man, don't start talking about Jesus and all those awesome things that God's doing for you. Then you start stirring stuff up. And I think you stir up, though, more good than bad, too, though. Amen? So that's what I'm just saying. Press in and not be moved by what somebody might say. Because, I, like I said, I've, I finally got it where over the years, as I've you know, grown in my career path and, and my jobs and stuff, and God's done a lot of great things for me. But through all that, too, man, I've gotten people just say all these things that weren't true about me and all this stuff. And, and even just where I'm working at today, man, it's like, ooh, this one gentleman. I was like, well, mercy, Lord, have mercy. Why am I going through this again? But what I learned was, you know what? It's not going to stop because they first persecuted who? Jesus. Amen? They didn't like Him either. What do you think of us representing Jesus? They're going to like us. Amen? So the good news is, now that we know that up front, see, this is, it took me, I finally got it, I guess, just recently. So I've been doing this for a while. But you know what? Because as soon as that person, you know, I'll, I'll tell you this, I don't want any bad thing to happen to anybody. Amen? And we shouldn't want to. We want. We shouldn't have revenge on somebody because somebody talked bad about you. I don't recommend that because it doesn't work out. But you know what you can do? Keep pressing and praying for that person and not get involved in it. Just keep driving, moving forward, not give it up, and keep walking your walk with God. And then God will take care of that person or who, whatever's going on. And that person got dealt with, and he's no longer where I work at right now. But you know what happened? I was. I said I didn't celebrate. Okay, I just went. Thank God. I could have, but you know what? You shouldn't do that either. But, praise God, and you know what happened though a week later? Somebody else showed up. <laughs> Did it again. But praise God, you continue to move forward. Amen? Don't let that bring you down. Amen? But because the only thing you can do is say, you're doing something good then, if that ha is happening. Amen? So this is where Paul was trying to encourage them. Um, and I love this though, where he talks about in uh, Colossians 3, verse 1, or chapter 3, verse 1, it says, if then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above, which are Christ, sitting at the right hand of God. Amen? Set your mind on things above, not on the earth. Amen? Not on things on the earth. I love in the Message Bible. It says, so if you're serious about living this new resurrection life with Christ, act like it. Woo! Well, again, this is re I'm refreshing way too long tonight. So I need, I'm going to skip down and get some other things that God wants to get to. Um, Pursue the things over which Christ proceeds. Don't shuffle along with your eyes on the ground. I think a lot of times we look around on the ground too much. You know, we, we focus on all these other things and not really focusing on the serious, awesome answers that God has for you in His Word. Amen? All right, Lord, help me. So this is kind of where I left off from, from last week. Um, Skipping down to verse 12 in, in um, Corinthians chapter 3. So the character... Let's say, y'all help me, I know. You're messing me up here. So here's the other thing. So I'm trying to do this, learn all this new technology. I just want to know, I got messed up too when in here. So I'm, 
Praise God, but we're still moving forward. Colossians 3, verse 12. It says, Therefore, in the New King James, it says, Therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering. Woo, praise God. I love what it says in the Message Bible. It says, So chosen by God for this new life of love, dress in the wardrobe God picked out for you. You know, there's a wardrobe that God's picked out for us. And we got to walk in that. Regardless of what somebody says to you. Woo, glory to God. Be ready tomorrow knowing somebody's going to say something. But don't let it bother you. Look forward. Press, press, move forward. Amen. All right, let's go to... Cool, we're good. I think we're back on track now. Thank you, Lord. Um, so now I want us to look at James chapter 4, verse 1. So in the book of James, this is another situation where the church has been going through trials and tribulations. And this is where James wants to encourage the believers to live consistently with what they have learned in Christ. Amen? So now we're talking about, you know, believers has been in, been in it for a little while, and, but he wants to encourage them. Let's stay consistent, church. Let's stay consistent in who we are in Christ. Because our younger generation needs to see that. They need to see that God is good. That mom and dad didn't give up or that leadership in the church didn't give up. You know, the other highlight is, you know, there's leadership that was in John chapter 12, I encourage you to see it, that actually because of the religious leaders, they didn't want to step out about, you know, their trusting in Christ. They took a step back. They were scared about, you know, because they were concerned about what people thought of them. Man, as leaders in the church, we got to not be so concerned about what people think more than what God has for you and what does God want to speak and use through you. Amen? Whether it's you even just sitting there and being faithful coming to church every time. Somebody's watching you and seeing that and you're going to help somebody just by doing that. Amen? So again, I want to praise God for everybody that's here tonight and just staying faithful. Amen? So what did I say? Um, as my new technology is jumping all over the place on me here. James chapter 4, verse 1. It talks about where do wars and fights come from among you? Do they not come from your desires for pleasure than war, that war in your members? Amen. Even though as mature Christians, man, we, we do sometimes we struggle with the flesh versus the spirit. Amen. You lust and do not have. You murder and covet and cannot obtain. You fight a war, yet you do not have because you do not ask. Verse 11, You ask and do not receive because you ask amiss that you may spend it on your own pleasures. Amen? We're kind of doing our own way. We're doing our own thing. we got to get serious. Because God has a better... Oh, mercy. Thank you, Lord. God has a better plan for your life than you do. Hello. <laughs> Seriously. Give back thank God for getting me back on track. But God has an awesome plan for you. You don't have to figure it all out. What you do have to do though is again, I guess is learn we all have to learn as we grow older. I knew, you know, it's trusting in him, trusting in God with whatever he's put on your heart. Trust God in that occupation he wants you to be in. You know, there's gifts on the inside of you. And I tell the youth all the time, you know, there's gifts that are there. There's things you like to do. Pursue it. That's God putting that in the inside of you. Let it grow. And we're seeing some of that in our youth group. Amen? So, you know, again, 
And again, when it comes to you know not being prideful about it, the talent that God gives you, be humble about it. Amen. And knowing that that without Christ, you're nothing. I'm so thankful. Years and years ago, I got that, and it's like it helped me with half my struggles. You know what I mean by that? It's like I was there was a time in my walk with Christ, I was constantly trying to figure stuff out. My man, I, I'm a thinker. I'll think and try to plan everything out. And then there was a time in life where if my plan messed up, it messed me up. But I learned that, you know, what's awesome about trusting God, every job I can confidently say, pretty much every job through my 20-plus year career, God's put me in every job I had because I, I, I seeked Him first for it. I trusted Him for it. But then, you know what, what He did, He helped me grow in a character, put me in a lot of situations. Even the work job I'm at, there's times where I'm like, Lord, is it time for me to leave yet? Because I'm actually, this the current job I have right now is I'm going on six years, and I've never worked at the same place for more than four and a half years. So, um, and man, there's a, ooh, I, I could spend here for days talking about things going on at my workplace where I'm at now. But, but you know, but by me trusting, what I'm getting at is, wherever you're at right now, if you need a job, seek Him and He'll give you that job. I told you, He gave it to me years ago. Man, it's a, that's where things started in my life. And things just got things just started working out. God just continued to work in me, and still is in today. But I guess my point is, you know, there was a time in my my job, and I was telling you about my plan. I didn't if I had a plan, they had to stay that plan and nothing else. But you know what? God me put me in a workplace where plans change every thirty minutes. It drove me cut crazy. But you know what? Then it's like, oh, and then I got into the leadership role, and that same stuff. I was like, would y'all quit changing? But I learned, well, you know what? Then God kind of showed me. Changes is, is going to happen, buddy. You can't control it. But you've got to give it to me and work work through me on that. And, you know, today you can change stuff like today at work. That's what helped me today because if you did this 15, 18 years ago, I probably messed up tonight. But you know what? Today, everything I went through today at work, I said, praise God. Amen. Let's go. I ain't got control of that one. Amen. Hey, God's going to show up tonight. Praise God. All right, let's get back on track. Man, seeing time is going by actually a little slower than I thought too. Praise God. All right, so again, we're going into talking about well, there's a war there, amen, in the flesh and the spirit. And the other thing I want to highlight here, you know, and this is the things I've seen. Uh, verse 4, it says, adulterers and adulteresses do not know that friendship with the world is enemy with God, amen. Therefore, Whoever therefore wants to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Or do you think that the Scripture says in vain, the Spirit who dwells in us yearns yearns jealousy? You know, we got a jealous God. Man, He's jealous about our time and what things are taking time away from us. You not think that, man, He really would want to help us with our time and put Him first? We just got to move forward with it. Amen? And keep, keep pressing forward. In the message it says, You lust for what you don't have and are willing to kill to get it. You want what isn't yours and risk the violence. No, that's not where we want to go. I'm going down. Yeah, verse 4. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, sorry, I'm messing you up back there in the sound booth. Uh, go in uh, the message in, where it says verse 2 and 3. You wouldn't think of just asking God for it. Uh, your spoiled children. <laughs> Amen. Sometimes we get spoiled. Each one in our own way. Amen. We got to be here. We got to be serious. Like I said, God has a better way for us. 
And he talks about you're cheating on God. If you, all you want is your own way, flirting with the world every chance you get. Amen? Oh, glory to God. I mean, there's nothing in the world, amen, to go back to church. You know, and again, I, and, but I, I, you know, when I saw that too, I saw, you know, but you know what? There are probably believers, new believers that's coming in the church. I remember back in the day where, you know, you came in the church, pray, and then praise God if you're whatever you're struggling with. And I'll just say way back in, you know, going to the bar scene and praise God Saturday night and praise God you got up to come to church on, San, on Sunday. Praise God you came up and got up. Not praise God you went to the bar on Saturday, but praise God you got up in the morning on Sunday and came to church. And let's not as a church judge them because you know what? There was a time when we were there. But you know what? We got to love them when they come in. And knowing that they're flirting with the world, but let's love them, continue to, to be used of God to help them in that situation, encourage them, keep, uh, encourage them to come to church every time they get. Amen? Keep speaking to them. And not judging them. Loving them. Amen? Um, let's go on down to... Verse 7. We're still in 4. Verse 7. So let God work His will in you. Amen? Yell loud. Yell a loud no to the devil. And watch him scamper. The new King James says, Therefore submit to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Amen? Praise God. That God doesn't leave you hanging. It says, cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. And it says, let laughter turn to mourning and your joy to gloom. Amen. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord. Amen. And the message in the end, it says, uh, I love the way it says, say a quiet yes to God and He'll be in, be there in no time. Quit dabbling in sin. Purify your inner self. Amen. Your spirit man. Quit playing the field. Hit bottom. That's what sometimes we got to do. Even as, even as a mature Christian, and as you've been walking with God for years, there's times we might need to, whatever that circumstance is going on, we need to hit bottom and press in and say, God, I need help with that. Help me. Don't let it continue. Get bottom in that situation. Get tired of it. Sometimes that's the only way we're going to change. It says, get down on your knees before the Master, and it will only... And it's the only way you'll get on your feet. Amen? And then the New King James, like I said, it says, Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord and He will lift you up. Praise God. Alright, so we're almost at the end. We're going to make it. Praise God. So I'm going to show the video again. So for those who are listening to this by audio, so this is going to be a video. You'll see an old man. He, he's going to be struggling. And... Um, I know I showed it last week, but it's probably good to see again. Sometimes we don't always get it the first time. And this old man is struggling with doing it his own way and not really seeing what God's really trying to do for him. Amen? So are we ready, Kirsty? Praise God. Unanswered prayers.
God has for us, but if we trust in Him, we'll have an overflowing fountain brewing in our lives. Amen? That will never, never go thirsty. Amen? Isn't there a scripture about that somewhere? About that water flowing? Will never thirst? That living water? Amen? But a lot of times we just try to fight so hard. We think we're doing so good. And all we need to do is take a step back and trust God. Just trust Him. No matter what it looks like. No matter what it is you're struggling with, you keep beating your head on the wall. You may have to just keep beating it, but then take a step back and say, God, I give this to you. I'm tired of beating my head against the wall. I want what you have for me because I know my you have better plans than I have. Amen? So we'll finish. We'll close with this. In Jeremiah 29, so it's a familiar scripture, right? Jeremiah 29, verse 11 in the New King James. Jeremiah 29, verse 11 says, For I know the thoughts I think towards you, says the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil. Amen? To give you a future and a hope. Then you will call upon me and go and pray to me and I will listen to you. And you will seek me and find me. Amen? When you search for me with all your heart, I'll be found by you, says the Lord. And I will bring you back from your captivity. Amen? And I love it where it says in the New King James, I mean the the message here it says, I'll go down to verse 13. It says, When you come looking for me, you'll find me. Yes, when you get serious about finding me and wanting it more than anything else, I'll make sure you won't be disappointed. God's decree. God's law. That's more than a promise. He won't disappoint. How many of us have seen people coming in and out of the church because of disappointment? They tried God. But did they trust God? Oh, that'll preach. God, we can't try Him. But praise God though for those that are fighting and coming in the door every chance they get and struggling and still struggling. But you know what too? As the leaders in the church and the body, we need to recognize and understand that person struggling and lift them up in prayer and encourage them. Amen? Pray for them. Maybe give them a call. Even though they don't answer. I'm just so grateful there's been men in this church that's come to me and talked to me. Man, we, as men, I'm speaking to men, we need to be able to trust one another that we can talk to one another and not be concerned that somebody's going to be talking about me behind my back because I shared a little dirty laundry with them. No, we need to embrace them and love them and say, praise God. And I'm so grateful, though. We've had some men that have done that. It just blessed me that I took it on. It's like, man, dude trusted me to tell me that. I'm going to lift him up. I'm going to pray for him. Amen? Make a difference. Make a change. Amen? Well, get serious. Seriously. <laughs> Amen. I guess I'll, I'll close with this final joke. I've said this to the youth a couple of times. You know, there's times where God actually talking about God speaking to you in God's Word, and sometimes we don't pay attention to it. 
You know, there's a time, it wasn't long ago, it was within this last year, God told me to take care of myself. And I knew it was like, ooh, because I got about 50 pounds extra that I hadn't had in about six years. You know, and if you're not taking yourself for, you know, serious about taking, you know, for your health and doing the right things, and God's kind of saying, hey, you need to check this out. Well, I joke around the kids, say, you know, this fat boy needs to do something about it. I can call myself the fat boy. There's, there's, I got I to gotta deal with that. But if I don't, it's not because of, you know, God that something may happen to me 10 years from now. Hopefully, I'm probably believing God nothing's happened because I'm going to get serious about this. I'm going to lose that 50 pounds. Now, again, this is me, not anybody else, okay? But what I'm saying is, you know, God, I have to be serious. And it's where in our lives, there's God showing some things. And we got to be serious about that and really press in and let him, let him help us with it. Amen? And also get serious about where maybe something where God wants to bless you and be serious that, hey, God wants to bless you. Because sometimes we, we don't feel we're worthy enough. And we, you know, like I said, we talked about it. We got our head down. Man, we're children of God. We need to have our heads up. If everybody in here is born again, if you're a born again believer, we need to walk with our heads high. Not in pride. It's because we're king's kid. God's going to take care of us. He's got a plan for us. We're going to trust Him. He's going to help us. Every, we don't have to have it all figured out in perfect plan. We can have a messed up plan and God can be there right with us and help us and get us through it. Praise God. It's a lot easier that way. Amen? All right, Pastor. Thank you. I like that scripture said we need to hit rock bottom. That sounds like coming to the end of yourself. And that's where life begins when you come to the end of self. You realize, like he said, I can do nothing apart from Christ. But that's also when you realize I can do all things through Christ. That's a big difference in your life. That's when, when your life begins to take on a little serious. And you begin to make a serious difference in the world. How many of us are flirting with the things that, that God said, don't touch it, don't look at it, don't long for it, don't reach out for it, stay away from it. That's going to hurt you. That's a hot stove. You're about to put your hand on it. Don't do it. But we just keep doing it. Something in us that's holding on. We all got our things. We all got our triggers. Things that that the devil is always using against us. Every man's born with a different hand of cards to play. And there's nobody that's without temptation. And Jesus, he faced all the same temptations that we do. But he showed us the way. You can do it without sin. But he trusts totally in the Father. He turned everything over to God. He said, I only say what the, I hear the Father say. I only do and, he, man, he was all in, all in. And y'all remember the sermon series I preached about whole hog? And, man, I was serious about that. I am serious about that, whole hog. And don't, I, you're saying, well, I don't care if you're serious about it. God is serious about you going whole hog. Well, I get, you know, I come to church on Sundays and I do, I do it my little bit. I'm doing most of better than everybody, but like he said, we ain't judged on 
uh, on a curve here. We're not trying to be better than so-and-so. It's a slow fade, but we're fading. And we need to just go on and hit rock bottom. And thank goodness that the rock is at the bottom. Because if I go down to the, the pits of hell, there he is. If I make my bed in heaven, there he is. No matter where I go, Jesus is chasing me down. He's not going to let you just keep on flirting. Just keep on committing adultery. Keep on doing this. And the longer we hold out, thinking that we can make it work in our own strength and in our own power, one day, God's going to take his hand off and he's going to let you see what your life can produce without him. Nothing. And you're going to hit rock bottom. But I just thank the Lord that he's there. I just thank him that he's there and he will pick you back up and he will set your feet on that solid rock. And he will be with you. And you're going to learn in the end that all, the, all those years of struggling, like, like Saul kicking against the goads, said, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Jesus was speaking to Saul on the road to Damascus. Why are you persecuting me? It's so, so hard for you to kick against the pricks. And that, that is a, a picture of when they used to have donkeys or, or oxen mostly that would pull the carts and the Oxen were hard-headed and did not want to go where the master tried to lead them. And they would kick against the cart that the master was in. So the master would put pricks in front of the cart, just like nails. So when the ox would kick against what the master wanted to do, he would hurt his foot. He would be kicking against the nails. And that's what our... Our life is like until we go whole hog. Until we become meek. The meek shall inherit the earth, right? That's what God said. The meek shall inherit the earth. The meek, that means strength un under control. That means you got God's bit in your mouth. And if he just touches you this way, you go that way. And you're not fighting and you're not kicking against God anymore. And you're not hurting yourself. Y'all just lucky I ain't got time to preach. <clears throat> she said she's got all night. She's retired. But I'm going to say this one last thing. Thank you for that message, Brother Bill. Awesome message. feel like he was catching your stride tonight. I think he's got a little preacher in him. Anointing on his life. I'm telling you because he's living this. I watch him reach out to the men folks in this church. He is living it. Anyway, I'm going to say this. 
Some of you are so close. God is all over you. He is speaking to you, and you would say, I love God with all my heart. But there's this, there's always this, that thing, that thing is keeping you from going whole hog. Well, can I just serve God and do this, but still have my own little thing over here? And you know that little thing over there is displeasing to God. And you know it's holding you back. And every time you feel like you're doing good and you come into church and you're starting to get things right, that thing is calling your name and you're like, well, it ain't going to hurt just a little bit. And you go back to your thing. It's like that prostitute in the streets calling you, saying, here, come in. My husband is on a trip. Come on into my bed. I perfumed the place up real nice. You'll love it. Come on in. And you prostitute yourself with the world. And you give yourself, and you make yourself one with the prostitute. But it's so easy just letting go. It's so easy just saying, you, you just, it's a decision. You're one decision away from the rest of your life being completely whole hog. You're one decision. You just got to make the decision. Once you make the decision, if you ever did slip and fall back, it's easy to get back on the track. But if you ain't never made the decision, you fall back. You say, well, I'm here now. I'm going to just leave it at that. I'm going to leave it at that. But you're right there. But how long are you going to stay right there? You're right there. I know people that are right there. And they will not give up that last inch. And that last inch is the hook that the devil's got in them, just keeping them from everything that God wants them to have. Being held captive. The deceitfulness of sin. Thanks for listening to the podcast today. We hope you enjoyed it and that it inspires you to live out God's Word. For more information, visit us at www.mypassion.church.